Hello everyone and welcome to the Movie Club. My name is Miro. I'm Kyle. And I'm Davinia. And today we are going to discuss uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, made in 2005, directed by Garth Jennings and based on a book by Douglas Adams. It's about a British man named Arthur Dent, played by Martin Freeman, The Hobbit, <laughs> for those who don't know, <laughs> who awakens one morning and finds out that his house will be demolished. But for Arthur, the demolition of his house is only the beginning of his troubles because we'll find out later when Arthur's friend, the eccentric Fort Prefect, played by Yasin Bey, reveals that he's not human and he's an alien from a planet called Beetlejuice and is a researcher for an electronic uh, near book. Beetlejuice. Near Beetlejuice, yes, you're sorry. <laughs> near True. Beetlejuice. And he's a researcher for an electronic book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ford saves Arthur when Earth is wiped out by the Vogons, an alien race, who have demolished the Earth to make way for the new intergalactic motorway. <laughs> Embarking on this intergalactic adventure, Arthur and Ford are joined by two-headed former president of the galaxy, Zephod Bibelbrox, played by Sam Rockwell, human woman Trillian, played by Zoe de Chanel, and Marvin, maniacally depressed android, played by Warwick Davis. I mean, Love that little guy. I'm pretty sure Alan Rickman did the voice, right? But Warwick Davis was in the suit. So they travel across the galaxy on board the Zephod's stolen spaceship, Heart of Gold, which runs on improbability drive, where they set out uh, to discover the meaning of life and travel to the newly constructed Earth 2.0, where <laughs> Larty Badfast, played by Bill Nye, one of the people who built planets, <laughs> reveals <laughs> the truth about the original Earth that was destroyed by the Vogons. Earth 1.0 was designed by a computer to calculate the question about life, the universe, and everything. And during all of this, oh my gosh. they make sure that they have their towels. Generally, I like this movie. I'm shocked. Why are you shocked? No, it's funny. Some of the humor goes a little too far for me. Uh, mm -hmm. Not my real cup of tea, perhaps. <laughs> my <laughs> cup of Earl Grey tea. I really like a lot of the effects in it. Uh, mm -hmm. I really like a lot of the creatures. Uh, it's a fun sci-fi movie. Sam Rockwell's fantastic. I love <laughs> Zephod Beeblebrock. He makes, he's hilarious. And it zips by. It's over before you know it. I also like the creatures as well, the aliens. And they yeah. didn't use CGI, which was very beneficial. Oh, yeah. Always mm -hmm. very beneficial. I'm surprised. They used puppets. Fantastic. Um, yes, yeah. it was fantastic. Like the Fogons. And many other aliens that we meet along the way. <laughs> the Vogons are great. Like so, yeah. Vogons are, yeah. And the point of Vogons and everything else in this movie is the satire of, well, real life, basically. <laughs> and I enjoyed that very much in his books. This was my first introduction to this kind of genre, and I loved it. And then I discovered Terry Pratchett, and oh, I was lost in, his, in this world. And this one... A very sweet, short, and to the point. I also think it should have been longer. I suspect that it was a lot was cut by the studio. And I think this was a pretty big bomb at the box office. As I recall, it didn't do well at all. Which is crazy. Eh. Yeah. Well, it's not I that don't know. Crazy. There's not a huge market for like sci-fi comedy. I, I'm not a huge fan of the books. And I don't like Terry Pratchett and Terry Pratchett books. It's just not my kind of humor. 
And they veer into that kind of stuff here where they'll do like, oh yeah, there's this planet of people who believe that God sneezed the world <laughs> into existence. So they pray for this handkerchief to come. And it's just, don't, that's, I just don't find that kind of stuff funny. But like the way that like Zaphod Beeblebrox acts is hilarious. I watched an interview with him. There were many other actors lined up to the interview oh. for this role. And when they saw him, blam, immediately. Done. Immediately done Hired. deal. He was given free pass to do a very theatrical approach, yeah, you know, which Zephod as a character is all about. I also, I don't care for the design of Marvin. Why is he Marvin? so big? He's way too big. It's because weird. he has a huge head. A mind of the size of the planet, as he says. It looks like an iPod or something. He's not a great movie robot. When you think back on like C3PO or 2D2, whatever great robots of the past, like he's not one of them. It's this big, clunky, like Apple product looking thing. He's he's so cute. He, no, I love Marvin. He's Marvin's great. Gotta protect him, okay? To the end of the world for the press little guy. Well, little, quote unquote. We're just debating about how huge he is, but. <laughs> All the actors are great though. So Zoe Deschanel is playing herself, her little pixie character. And she also was very, uh, very whimsical and childlike on the set. And when they did an interview with her, she was amazed by everything. And the set, the Heart of Gold, the spaceship that Zephon stole, <laughs> was lit with thousands of light bulbs. And you could only stay there for eight minutes at a time. And then they had to shut it down because it could catch Ugh. fire. Wow. Wow. That's really interesting. Movie magic, folks. Damn, that's awesome. And so many attention to detail. Like Arthur's robe was sewn on set and the fabric was taken from Turkey. It was very expensive and the most expensive wardrobe really? in the whole movie. Yeah. And it's just a, just a bathrobe, right? It does look pretty cozy. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Do you know who was Deep Thought? The computer that designed Earth, basically. Yeah, Helen Mirren, right? Helen Mirren. She shows yeah. up again. Damn. Damn. There you go. And Stephen Fry was the narrator. And for some reason, I was thinking it was the other guy. What's his name? Uh, Michael Gambon. I was like, oh, it's Michael Gambon. <laughs> but now it's no. <laughs> no, no. Stephen Fry somehow. Mm -hmm. This movie was in like, development hell for 15 years at one point. Oh, sure. Douglas Adams insisted it would be made sometimes before the last Trump, <laughs> just prior to his death, a deal was almost in place with Jay Roach directing and starring Hugh Larry, the uh, Arthur. Jim oh. Carrey was supposed to be Zaphod Beeblebrooks. Oh, God. And late Sir Nigel Hawthorne was supposed to be Slarty Bartfast. Okay. Huh. Jim Carrey as... Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> oh, I don't know. God. I mean, he would take the role and make it his. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. It, it would be way but, too but then much. It, well, yeah. and also, again, he would just be kind of himself. Yeah. That's and like he does actor. have this, whoo, you know, kind yeah. of personality. Uh, Sam Rockwell is the only Zaphod people for Ox. <laughs> anyway, it's, it feels a little short to me. I think it could have mm -hmm. been longer. Mm -hmm. I think they rushed the plot. There's... <laughs> it's one of those movies like there's nothing really that much deeper going on here oh there was a great attention to detail for example the vogon written language seen in the release forms you know when they <laughs> love the bureaucracy you know and signed everything and stamped it four times and everything <laughs> it was actually an existing language it's called english pitman shorthand oh once taught to the office workers as a very quick way to write. Yeah, yeah. Reporters will do that. You can write full sentences and things with just minimal yeah. scratches. Scribble. You know, <laughs> a few mm -hmm. strokes and that's it. 
I always wanted to learn it because you can oh. like pretty much you can approach like writing at the speed of thought with that. I think hmm. that was always a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do I hear weeds a lot rustling over there? Oh, sorry, oh. I was trying to not talk while I was doing it. No, I'm just making a syrup. Syrup. Cigarette. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm actually here making uh, yeah homemade <laughs> so syrup. Cakes and it's kind yeah. of a new thing we're getting into. I was gonna uh, you during know, the recording this podcast by yeah. our syrups. syrups. <laughs> All right, we may be now. So let's do podcast later, like uh, podcast sponsors. For now, we're just cheap nobodies. Yeah, hell yeah. And homemade syrup made by Living Kyle. Homemade syrup. Buy one five ninety nine five liters. Yeah. And even though it's not my favorite thing, I agree with you, Mira, that I think it's a very good adaptation of the book. Yeah, I wanted to say that this adaptation is very similar to me to Naked Lunch because it wasn't mm-hmm. word for word. Mm-hmm. It was a take of the director. It was just right. what the director wanted to make based right. on the book. Kind of like Naked Lunch, like it is like a bunch of comedy routines, right? Little skits in a row that he gets off on tangents through the hitchhiker's guide entries and stuff like the whole people worshiping the god that sneezed us out why are you fixated on that Uh, there's so many other things (laughs) because it's just like one easy example i can think of what i mean the book is full of stuff like that little asides and entries from the hitchhiker's guide explaining things they tried to do that in the movie as well by having like entries appear and having some ui and stuff for the hitchhiker's guide yeah those entries were much more advanced but the jokes that animators made were so rude that they had to oh, really they had to cut them out even though i think it's mostly successful like it kind of reeks of like studio develop or studio interference to me i'm sure the director would have wanted it to be longer like you're saying cut jokes and things i think there was only one f-bomb one fuck it's not like a hardcore book that needs to be rated r <laughs> or something i would love to see like a director's cut for example or with things like that were supposed to be in it fun thing in the movie that they did is that deep thought explained the significance of the number 42 in the 42nd minute of the movie really? all oh. of that yeah all of these kind of little things come together Hmm. And also, I know I've never actually listened to it, but I know that there was a very popular adaptation of The Hitchhiker's Guide into a radio drama for BBC Radio, I think. I know there was like a very popular one of this, like I think even back in the 80s or something. And I know that the theme music is the same that plays in the beginning of the film. That like, dun, 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 dun. that's like, you mean the radio. goodbye <laughs> and thanks for all the fish? No, 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 no. Sorry. When the title was playing. It's oh, this yes, little yes. like, da, 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 yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but goodbye and thanks for all the fish was wonderful as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a kind of, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Some oh, of the humor is just like, yeah, yeah. Me, but. you can't just let go and let the craziness wash <laughs> over you. That's my jam. I know. You go with nonsensical inland empire where you have to go oh, into no, the I... vibe and <laughs> go into the dreamland <laughs> and to understand so <laughs> i am I'm with this bullshit you know you get the nonsense in no this I... area it's my jam like i said it's not to my complete taste of humor those kind of jokes i just don't find a lot of those jokes funny it's not only about the jokes it's also about the satire right a real world and transformed it into this fantasy comedy of course vogons are all the bureaucrats and old people that keep you waiting for a single form and then you know this all of that no, I, <laughs> makes the real life funny like obviously i get it and i like a lot of comedies and a lot of funny films and if you want me to choose a comedy i will 
I'm I'm waiting for that with a bated breath. <laughs> I do love like absurd and stupid humor, but there's mm-hmm. just something about the quality of Douglas Adams, Terry Pratchett area of comedy. It's not funny to me. Like the whole, again, I will use the same example going off on this tangent about people who believe in <laughs> the sneezing God. And they say, oh, will the great handkerchief come over us? Or even you look at deep thought, like how it looks. It's just a gag. But again, like a lot of the character stuff is funny to me. I think Ford Prefect's really funny. I think Zaphod's funny. I think the character-based humor works for me. A lot of the absurd kind of asides about the things in the universe don't always land for me. That's all. Why do you need to always bring your towel, Miro? Because towel is versatile. And mm-hmm. it can help you in any situation. He did much more for the towel in the book than it is oh, yeah, in sure. the movie. Yeah. I don't think it's any relevance. It's just picked. This is what will be the most important thing. <laughs> a towel. A towel. I don't, I don't find stuff like that funny. And like the names do bug me in this movie. Zephyr Beeblebrox is a cool name. That's wow. the coolest name. <laughs> he's a heartless, psychopathic politician. No, he's just a narcissist. Well, also, yeah. <laughs> narcissist. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is like a huge, huge thing that tons of people have been inspired by and, and love. And it's massive, right? Is it? It is. Even in like internet hacker culture and stuff, it's there's a yeah. huge following for that film. And there's lots of references and other things. When it came out, I think it's from the 70s, right? Oh, you mean the like book? a massive popular success, I think. And Lots Back then, yeah, the movie the 2005. I was a fan before it was cool. Uh really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, before I don't the think movie. It, yeah. Okay, before the movie. Oh, and that's, I guess, when it became cool. Did it become cool, though? Because I don't think the film did very well. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. IMDb, it's 6.7, and it's not that bad. Uh, the series and Douglas Adams himself are like very well regarded overall, I would say, by people. It's known as a cult favorite, and he'd be in the list of greatest authors 20th century for sure. I support that. I do too, because he's the originator of a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so you have to give it a credit. That yeah. kind of humor reflects on other uh, mm-hmm. work of today's movie makers. What else did you love? Because you loved it, right? For me, one of the, because that was my first watch, actually. Uh, really? I had never seen it. Yeah. There were two things that I absolutely loved, which is like the mice thing. Yeah. Being yeah. the two girls controlling the humans and stuff behind the scenes. And the entire concept of constructing planets. Yeah, that was really cool. That's, That's cool. so cool. Knowing that there's somewhere out there, some kind of fucking factory. Hand-painting mountains. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Putting water into yeah. the oceans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sculpting mountains and cliffs and stuff. It's crazy. That, that was really fun. Silly way to like resolve it and have the earth back to normal. But it's funny. It works. They can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's in the fantasy world. If it fits together. Yeah. And the effects yeah. are really cool. I think I think mm-hmm. I really like how all that's filmed and shot. And yeah. That so, CGI yeah. fit there. Yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I really love the scene where they're like with in these the factory like crazy, floor. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. How would you even call it things where they get transported through the factory? Elevator. Uh, the like factory a weird elevator, elevator but yeah. that yeah. does some weird turns and extends. And yeah, all of that visually is really cool looking. It's funny because you could just have it be like a little ship flying around. You don't need to do all that, but... It makes it feel a lot more workmanlike and like it's a construction site. When they get to the to Earth 2.0, as Miro called it, I like how the workers will spread the pebbles so carefully and nicely. 
paying attention to detail to everything. It was just all, all of that yeah. was really cool. I and loved it was it. so normal to slurty about for us. Like, oh, hi, Fred. That's Fred. Yeah, yeah like, right. hey, you know, <laughs> just another work day, you know. Yeah. So I am glad I brought this to your life, Davinia. Thank you it's very much. It's the craziness much. I enjoy. I enjoy it. I, and it's not easy to do, right? This craziness, it looks crazy, but it still has to make some sense for a human brain to actually accept it. I love when he vomited up the yarn. <laughs> the yarn version of the world and then he vomited up and then the way it cuts it back really to him pulling it out of his mouth is just like a perfect <laughs> perfectly done and we reached normality i do like the idea of the improbability drive it's clever it's funny i watch it again you see and this is the movies i like that you can watch again and again and still enjoy them it's an enjoyable good film it's a romp it's a sci-fi comedy it, but Creative. you know there's nothing really yeah. uh no it's not questioning your real well maybe you know what if there is a handkerchief god it definitely gets philosophical <laughs> in its own way i think any good film is able to be watched repeatedly well some of them are too hard to watch so close behind <laughs> the amount of time you need between viewings can vary but yeah all right so let's approach ratings let's do it i will begin the rating mm -hmm. rounds Perfect 10. No. Oh. It is 7 out of 10 because I enjoyed it and it's not perfect, but it's very enjoyable. Light the movie. As you said, Kyle, I agree. It doesn't challenge anything you don't have to think. Well, slightly, but it's not like a hard thinking movie. Yeah. And therefore, I consider it light evening enjoyment. 7 out of 10. I also gave it a 7 out of 10. No way. Well, yeah. goddamn. I think it's a great watch. And then, like I said, I mean, maybe it sounded like I was more critical of it than not. It's a comedy and jokes are either going to land for you or they're not. I think no, there are so many that some will. Yeah, of course. And I think mm -hmm. overall, it's just very entertaining. And it feels like it goes by in a split second. You feel just like Arthur Dent, confused by everything going on, but can't help but laugh. And yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. My God, triple seven. Triple seven again. <laughs> It is another seven ding, for me. Ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Jackpot. Love the imagery in it. All the little aliens and mm. the weirdness and the humor and how creative all it was put together. Could have had more aliens in it. Like when they're like in that planet, I don't remember the name, mm. but there's like a ton of different aliens in there. I wish we would have Those seen some Those who invented order. aerosols sooner than we'll. Yes, yeah. yeah, that place. There seem to be many different aliens there from many different species, I think. That's mm, how they yeah. refer to themselves. But I wish we would have gotten more close-ups or more interactions with them. And since they had such good effects, I would just would have loved to see more things. There's a lot of Vogons and there's brief glimpses of other things. And there's a lot of humans. Yeah. But yeah, but, yeah worth a watch. Absolutely. Triple sevens. All Triple right. seven, jackpot. And that's cool. a wrap. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Well, that was The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We gave this one an average score of a 7 out of 10. Don't panic. There's plenty more reviews you can check out on your favorite podcast platform and hit us up at movieclub underscore pod on Twitter. You can join the movie club and support us by visiting our Patreon page and subscribing to one of our membership tiers. You can find the link to that in the description of the episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about Inland Empire. So don't forget to watch it. Don't forget your towel. Tune in next time. See you later.